What do you mean by live? Genuine live? Yes. We're broadcasting. Hello, radio! Hello, welcome back. We are now live with The Way We HNC It. That's right, genuine live. And for the first time in a couple of weeks, the entire band is back together. I am, of course, joined by my friends, colleagues, teammates, and Tom. Um, (laughs) 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 Hello, Tom, how are you? Just getting side-eye from him now. Uh, you know you're not even, you're um, not even getting a response. And after falling <laughs> off a boat into the freezing North Sea, Greg is going to be back with his fiery hot takes. How are you, Greg? I'm very well, thank you. Very I, well. Um, and yourself? Right. Oh, I'm I'm very well, thank you. And do you know why I'm very well, Greg? Why is that? We have a barnstormer of a show coming up. Oh, here we go. Fantastic. You're going to want to listen to this one, my friends, for later on today. We have something that has been a couple of weeks in the making. The People's Commission will be joining us after one of our breaks. Um, what, like the actual People's Commission? The actual People's Commission. Kyle Taylor joining us to answer what is his favourite tea time snack and other things. As well, you're going to find out what goes on inside his brain and what it's like to be the people's commish, um, breaking records early on. Um, but before we get before we get there, it's been um, a relatively busy weekend. We have been worried that we're going to struggle for news for the next little while doing weekly shows, um, but. As Greg is back, he has news articles. So, Greg, what has been going on in the world of flag football? Well, we are finally on the road to recovery. The latest government update suggesting that we're allowed to meet up in groups of five. Now, last time I counted, we're allowed five people on a field. Albeit, it is with social distancing. So, we're going to have to kind of work around that a little bit but it does mean we should be able to get back on the field and at least do some sort of training in some sort of meaningful manner I reckon what do you guys think yeah I mean this this does still need sort of BAFA approval for teams to go back but they're generally following government guidelines so expect it in a couple of days yeah for sure it's definitely definitely a start um so, yeah, excited for that. I went and had a run around last night and I felt all 14 weeks of lockdown in these legs, um, especially when I got up this morning. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be fun to, to get back at it. I, I do feel your pain with that. While I was away, I was lucky enough that the gym on the ship was open. And I thought it would be a great idea to go in and, and perhaps do a leg day. It was not a good idea. It was not a good idea at all. Did you try and put your pre-lockdown weights on the bar? I, did, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I actually kind of scaled it down. But then I am not the best at maths. So yes, <laughs> yes, I did try and do pre-lockdown. Yeah. You, you scaled it down by like four weeks rather than 14. 
Yeah, I scaled it back, but then forgot about the bar. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. It was honestly, it was with such good intentions that, yeah, as soon as I went into the first sort of squat, it just, oh, it was not fun. Got stuck. <laughs> Didn't quite get stuck, but yeah, I, I felt it. I felt it for days. Well, well, as we, you know, using us as cautionary tales, hopefully the HNC will begin a slow and steady return back to fighting fitness because, <laughs> as we know, the as we discussed last week, Tom and I, that the quake has still not been cancelled, so there's still time. <laughs> um, so, so there's potentially some football this year. Eleven weeks this weekend. Wow, that sounds close. Wow, that's actually yeah. maybe doable, isn't it? Yeah. There's been oh, some very sizable emails sent. What do you mean sizable emails? Sizable. So there's been a lot of negotiations. Sizable. A lot of negotiations with ASV on what, when, and how. Um, so, well, hopefully but, they have been sensible as well as sizable. I think that Joe. I generally think after last year, <laughs> it might it would be so much easier to host an outdoor tournament. <laughs> 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 But I think that would immediately see the uh, removal of every team that was there last year. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon there would be some that are gotten for punishment. I mean, the real question we need to ask is, did Grangemouth ever get their white shirts back? <laughs> That's the real question. And one that I cannot answer. Jimmy told me that his washing machine broke after that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so hopefully, hopefully they're back. Hopefully they've been using, you know, Daz or any other brand that is available to get their get their shirts whiter than white. Get the, get their uh, whites white. That's it. Um, but yeah, so training will be will be back. Um, news item number two, Greg. One we're all very excited about. Oh yeah, incredibly excited that the greatest tournament known to man is now open for registration. Yes. Flagging I don't have to play. <laughs> Flagging Iron Man is back. Flagging Iron Man is... Registration is open. And um, I believe it's over half full. Um, so if you want Thank to get in to the best tournament, then please, please go and make sure that you are all signed up because it is yep. the most amount of fun and it is where uh, the runners hatched three years ago indeed it is and they've got social media now so they should be easily find on your Facebooks and Instagrams yes they indeed. Yeah. flagging flagging flag flagging football. football yeah flagging yeah. flag football um, so Ooh. obviously those two tournaments are run by our friends down in Glasgow and by Mr. Alan Young. So um, they're always good. Do we expect Flagging New Year to kind of follow suit soon? Or do we reckon that's also... Flagging New Year opens this weekend. So the top five and the other five teams that have been there every year so far get first refusal. And then after that, it's a general sale. So Flagging New Year um, opens this weekend. On Saturday, that's either Friday or Saturday at seven o'clock. Um, 
Do we so, think Matt Flag will come back? I mean, they got their asses handed to them last year. Yeah, it was a very unhappy, you know, like celebration. Do, do they do they just like go home and pretend it never happened, or do they come in a revenge tour? Oh, they've got be... you've got to kind of put right the wrongs, surely. You'd think you so, can't leave on that. Yeah, I mean they do say they do say that they're from the home of the brave. So if they were brave, they would come back and try and win it. But come back, you know, with, come back with the with the full team. But that's none of nice. your business, I bet. That's none of my. That's not, yeah. <laughs> it's none of my concern. <laughs> yep, there you go. That's it. Get a cup of tea. <laughs> so, no, I would think they would want to come back, but obviously it's a lot of money and a lot of investment, but. I mean, it depends if the borders are open to the Americans by then. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> that that is, is also it? true, yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if things play ball, we'll expect our usual eclectic mix of people from all over the UK, Europe, and maybe the Americas too, for what's always a fantastic tournament and is becoming one of the major tournaments in Europe um, here on our home soil, which is always nice to see. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good fun tournament. I think last year was my first time playing. No, the second time playing. Second time playing. Second time playing. First time indoors. You made the, you made the whole, whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah, for two years running, Tom. For two years running, Tom. Was it two days or yeah. was it one day the first last time? Nope. Two years ago. Another one was two days as well. Was it? Get it around yet. Cool. So yes, those those <laughs> tournaments are now open. You can go and book them in, buy the buy your place, and we will see you at Ravens Creek in January and February last year. Where um, this year, hopefully, when we do our game picks and tell you who's going to win in advance, especially with Iron Man, Tom will actually read the format properly so that we don't look really stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because last year we managed to pick the winners of Flagging Ironman um, in a format that didn't actually happen. So It was just a precursor for this year with all these uh, Facebook tournaments. I was just, you know, changing the format, keeping it fresh. Getting things wrong. Getting things wrong. Yeah. That wasn't really a precursor, was it? You've been getting things wrong for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saying hi to you guys for sure. And it's not even close. <laughs> not even close. Um, of course, it's not even close. T-shirts are now available in purple for all the Carnegie fans out there. So if you want to go and pick one up, then you are more than welcome to. Um, yeah, right. What is this, by the way? I leave we you sell... guys alone for a week and you come back with a bloody shot. You're just upset because your face is not a T-shirt. <laughs> we've got the, we've got there are some fantastic anime fantastic sort of designs there we've, we've got a special one for you um, anyway no. so um, final news item there Greg uh, no just the two just the two okay just the two unless, <laughs> unless you I assumed we were going to go on and talk about our new favourite league well, so, I was I, really I was going to talk about a very exotic league, um, but um, you've just wrote them as not news. That um, well, to be fair, when we went through this beforehand, <laughs> you said you didn't want to, and now you're saying no. you want to. 
That's that's no. not true. That's not true. Exactly the opposite to what he said. You are ignoring our entire production meeting, Greg. Jesus. Um, <laughs> this is this is lies. <laughs> lies. Um, yes, yeah, Slovenian flag. Slovenian flag football. Oh is my god. Back. Um, um, but we're not going to cover it in the way that we have been covering Guernsey flag football. Um, because, Mainly because, quite frankly, Guernsey flag football is keeping me busy enough as it is. Um, so we're going to leave. Greg's just ruled. Sorry. What? I was going to say, and plus, Greg's just ruled it's not newsworthy. So, no point covering it with Greg saying it's not newsworthy. <laughs> crickets, mate. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys plan this? Plan <laughs> like, what? Do you, oh, just random <laughs> muttered interjections when I'm trying to talk about something. But you said we weren't going to talk about it. No, I didn't. <laughs> I said you we weren't going to cover it, but we'll it. mention that it's back. Slovenian flag football is back, and for the first time ever, they have an entirely ladies' team in the division. Go Tigers. I'm just going to mute Tom. <laughs> Do this in advance. I don't want him to say anything. I'm just going to turn him off. <laughs> honest, to, honest to God. <laughs> yes. So, Guernsey flag football, of course, had a, another absolute barnstormer of a weekend. There were. Okay, well, I mean, I, I know nothing. I know nothing, so please tell me everything that's happened. Quality tellers. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, there was uh, <laughs> no. It was it was there was lots of points scored. My my puffins were first up, um, and I think there's a little bit of a conspiracy against the puffins um, because they have been the first game out, the first game of the day for the opening three weeks, um, but they knocked off the Raptors. 19 to 16 to get their first win in the closest game of the day. The other three games, to me, I felt were going to be a bit predictable. Um, and that's mainly because I did predict them. It's my first weekend of the game picks as Mr. Perfect. Um, you know, I've, you know, I did it at Winter League, doing it now, just to let you know. Um, that it's happening. Um, after that, the Reapers beat the Mustangs 59 to 19. Greg, I'm sure that. <laughs> hey, we've got we've got one win on the board. You know, yeah, beers are flowing. They clearly just had a little bit too many, and it's a slight hangover. They'll be back to it next week for win number two. I can feel it in my bones. So that game with 59 points being put by the Reapers um, obviously set a target for the rest of the teams that were going to play that day. So not to be outdone, um, <laughs> the second game of the day was Spartans 12, Hornets 68. <laughs> yes, Greg now has an incredibly shocked face. Wow. That's, that's a big number. Yeah, that's quite a lot of points. Um, so, you know that 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 kind of. Set it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to hear what comes out of the guys in Guernsey because Spartans are new this year. So, 
It'll be interesting to see whether there is improvement over the season with these guys. Yeah, uh, Mustang Watch will probably just have to become Spartan Watch because they're still the only... Going up there, but they are without a win. Um, and then the Razorbacks were like, you know, we can't have people putting up half centuries and cricket scores. So they went out 50 for 12 um, over the Terrapins. Woo! Yeah, so huge amount of points <laughs> scored over the weekend down in Guernsey, which. So- Definitely, offenses have gotten rid of the off-season rust from week one. Yes, we were a little bit worried about and are what absolutely the flying. Would do. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's been a bit. It's a bit scary, really. Um, there's lots of points being put up, so that throws them the Reapers top of the East Division with their win. They are three and zero. Um, Razorbacks in second at two and one, Terrapins at one and two, and Mustangs at one and two. Mustangs sit bottom with a worse divisional record. Um, however, they are on the same overall record. In the West, the Hornets continue their run after their championship last year. They are top three and oh, um, with an outrageous and league leading 70 plus 70 points difference over the first three weeks of games. Raptors sit in second at one and two. Puffins also behind them at one and two. That one comes down to points difference to tie them. There's a 51 point difference there. Um, And the Spartans sit dead last with the worst points difference in the league by a country mile at minus 106 points through three games. So, work to be done there defensively. The Reapers and the Hornets are the only two undefeated teams, and they don't play each other again for the first time this season for another couple of weeks. So, that's going to be an absolute thriller if they are still both undefeated at the time. Um, They have a couple of um, inter-division games next week, and then back to divisional games, and then I think they play each other the week after. So, I think it's week... It'll be six that they finally get to meet. Tell me Hopefully that one's the one that they managed to catch live then that week. Yeah, if the if the if the, if the undefeated teams are are still there, hopefully that would be cool to get a bit of a bit of a stream going if they are able. Um a few years a few years ago, um Alan Young's for threw hundred touchdowns for the Hornets. Here in HNC, what do we think about the Guernsey Hornets being able to do a hundred touchdowns? In a well, season? I am glad that you asked that, Tom, because last week we discovered the Guernsey Flag Football um, League's stats section <laughs> of their website, and that allowed us to kind of do a little bit of snooping and see um, what was going on, and. We spoke about um, Cy King of the Hornets and how he had a, a really, really good game, um, but through a couple of interceptions, maybe a few more interceptions than we'd like to see in a game. So he came out this week to prove us wrong, throwing um, 10 touchdowns, four XP2s for only one pick. Um, so can't really 
Can't really fault him there. That is a excellent performance from Mr. King. So well done to you. Um, second on the touchdown throwing list was uh, Rob Domal Domali Domali Domale um, from the Reapers. Sorry if I butchered that. Put your <laughs> put your pronunciation in the comments. You just about used every single sort of version you could have. So uh, yeah, you know. Well, he threw darts. Right? You might get one right. I do like darts. Well, he threw, he th- well, talking of darts, he threw seven touchdowns <laughs> and five interceptions in the game with zero picks, um, which is an incredible, incredible total. Uh, Dan Gilbert of the Razorbacks um, also threw five touchdowns, two interceptions, and three picks in their win. Um, and Hugh Boucher of the Puffins in their win, he threw three touchdowns, an extra point, and only one pick. Um, and yeah, that third touchdown there is what find, what eventually made the difference. Um, Mustangs and Spartans, bad day to be a quarterback against those defenses. Um, both Josh and Aiden throwing six picks apiece. So hard to win if you're giving the other, if you're giving guys uh, like extra Robin possessions, Sy, Robin side <laughs> short fields like that. Um, but yeah, all good. On the um, receivers front, um, what have we got? Who scored in bunches? I've got a couple of guys on one touchdown, a couple of guys on two touchdowns. I'm just scrolling down because I feel like we're going to find someone with a big number. Yep, Stuart Kelty with a hat-trick for the Hornets. Um, touchdowns, someone should cover that guy. But actually... A lot of people on single touchdowns. So the quarterbacks are obviously spreading the ball about, which is nice to see. James Alderton on two there. Uh, Tom Sangan on two for the Spartans in their loss. Matt Skillett, two touchdowns for the Mustangs in theirs. Um, Matt Jackson, James Hollis and Johan Pauls for the Reapers all hauling in two touchdowns. Each and Jordan Fowler leads the Puffins with two as well. So nice to see the ball getting thrown about quite a bit um, to lots of different people. It's a very long stats list this week. Um, yeah, which is good to see. So an okay, exciting... so noticing noticing some of the results. Is that the Razorbacks have now won two in the bounce? Yeah, it is. Check. It is. Tom is apparently aware already. Good for him. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure I backed on week one because so, they'd made the playoffs last year as the number one seed, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So the they started off with a loss. So are the Razorbacks back? The Razorbacks seem to be back in it, chasing down uh, the Reapers. Are, are they sharp again? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the... The Raptors, the Raptors currently sit in second on a um, on a two-game losing streak. Um, so in the West, so the current playoff picture as it stands would be Hornets as the one seed, Reapers as the two seed, Razorbacks as the three seed, and Raptors as the four seed, just edging out the Puffins, Terrapins, and Mustangs. So there's a group of four teams there on one and two. Um, Raptors, Puffins, Terrapins, Mustangs who are all split by divisional record or points difference depending on what their tiebreakers are 
too too soon to be talking about who might play playoffs, who might make the playoffs, who might sneak in. Leave that for a couple of weeks. Another nine weeks or something to go. Um, so way too early predictions. Way too early predictions. It seems too hot. It seems too hard to pick against um, the Hornets. And the Reapers the, was it? You know, the Reapers are the Reapers are the other undefeated team. Um, the Hornets have just been have just been blasting the doors off people week in week out. Um, yeah, interesting to see. Yeah, because even in there, even in the game that they played, they played the Puppins week one, and it was a, there was only a score in it, but they yeah. were still shy of forty points. Yeah. So. They have to slow them down. If they have to win a shootout, they're, they're capable to do that. If they if they click on defense in the next couple of weeks, and they can still score forty points a game, hard to look past them on a on the run to a double. True. The Reapers are showing out well, though. Yeah. yeah. I reckon my puppets be... make it. Yeah, it's I think again, if, if I'm going to pick one of those teams at one and two to make it, for me, it's the Terrapins. It pains me to go against the Mustangs, but yeah. Mustang selling, oh baby. Um, I don't know, man. No, so no. The, the, Puffin, the Puffins played the two undefeated teams in the league first. And lost to them okay. both by a score, and then won the next game. So maybe they're just outside that upper echelon, but <laughs> good. You're so happy you used that word there, aren't you? Echelon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. No, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, I'm st- standing by my way too early prediction as a way too early prediction. Fair enough. Tom, who are you going for? Razorbacks. They're 2-1 though. No, you've got to pick up the one and two teams. Come on. Yeah, but... No. I can't be... Oh, fine. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I... I, I, uh, I, can't, I know they're not one and two, but I kind of want to say the Spartans, I, I think, are... I think they're going to finish higher than the Stangs at the end of the season. My really way too early prediction. I know it's not picking a player. Wow. Okay, get that one written down. Because I think we've got some Tom's name. It's eight thirty-nine on the fourteenth of July, twenty twenty. I think we've said Tom's name quite a few times, and like I think you look at the HNC Division One, and we've seen teams that put up that have someone that can put two or three scores up every week tend to come through towards the end of the season. So that's what I'm going for. Okay. Cool. Well, that's that's, our, that's my coverage of, of Guernsey for you. Um, the Pickham League was updated. Five people were perfect. Um, three of them were first-time entries. Um, one of them was me, and one of them was Patty. So for the second week in a row, um, Mr. Mr. Patty was undefeated. However, there is some controversy in the game picks. Ooh. Um, I had a, a little, a cheeky little DM slide <laughs> from from the Hornets. Who ah, they sent me the video in um, on Instagram. They sent me the photographs sorry, of their of their little chat, um, but only in view once. So I can't find out who the person was. 
But basically, one of Patty's mates entered under his name to oh. then to then pick against Patty's team. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so there was the controversy. There was, so I don't know if uh, Patty has taken over the account or if it is his mate once again. Um, but that's two weeks in a row now where he that name has been perfect. So they are in second place overall, I think. But who are they? Nobody knows. Who, how will we ever decide who to send the mug to if he goes on to win? <laughs> um, but yeah, so now we are going to get ready for the real reason that everybody has signed in and listened to us today. Um, so we're going to be right back with you after this plug for something. I'll decide during the edit. Um, it'll, <laughs> you know. But yeah, um, on, on the other side, we're going to welcome back um, the, well, we're going to welcome the People's Commissioner, Mr. Kyle Taylor, and something that we are incredibly excited about. Um, so we will see you then. Hi guys, I hope that you are all enjoying our conversations this evening and that you're having a great time. I'm going to interrupt you just for one moment to give a quick shout out to Nuola uh, Custom Sportswear. They um, have done me the uh, great favour of making me a warm-up shirt with the Anthony Nolan logo on, which I'm sure most of you are aware. Um, I will be raising money for Anthony Nolan um, charity over the course of the year. Um, they are a charity that specializes in finding people for blood or bone marrow donations to treat various blood cancers and blood disorders. Um, so Nola have created a kind of warm-up shirt um, for me to wear with um, the logos of the teams that I play for um, and the Anthony Nolan um, logo on the front. Um, they've actually made these available to buy. Um, you can either buy the same one as me, which has the name Anthony Nolan on the back and a number five um, to signify the five pounds I'm donating for every touchdown I score this year. Um, or if you would rather, you can have your own name on the back and you can pick a number of your choice. Um, some of the proceeds from every shirt that you buy um, will go to my fundraiser. Um, so if you would like a new shirt, but would also like uh, to make a donation, uh, head over to the Nuola website or the Nuola Facebook page and you'll find the shirt there um, to buy. Um, so yeah, if you were to do that, I'd really, really appreciate it. Of course, if you don't want to buy the shirt, but you would still like to make a donation and um, you can find it on any of my personal social media accounts. Um, and if you would like to find out a little bit more about the Anthony Nolan charity and you would like to consider joining the Stem Cell Register, um, please get in touch with me directly. Um, that I would be hugely appreciative. And to be honest, I would rather that you did that rather than um, give me any of your money. Um, I th it would be much, much better to try and expand the, um, the register as much as we can. Um, so yeah. Thank you for that listening and thank you for allowing me to interrupt and back to the show. Okay, welcome back. Um, thank you for sticking with us throughout the first half 
of this show. Um, it is, of course, now time for us to introduce our guest that we have been waiting for um, for the duration. Um, our guest today doesn't really need an introduction. You all know who he is if you've been keeping an eye on our social media. He is a gentleman who has been in and around the flag football game for over a decade. He has played throughout all iterations of the BAFA. He has been playing abroad. He's played in domestic tournaments. He was originally a Calderdale Knight. He then founded the Leeds Samurai and Famurai. Um, he is, of course, now the People's Commish. Introducing to you, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kyle Taylor. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you very much for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you. Pleasure to be here. Well, I, we'll, we'll see how that, <laughs> that stays the same. Um, and so, yeah, so um, obviously we've, we've been chatting about you coming on for a little while and you have been, you are new in your role as, as the, the People's Commish, as we've been calling you, um, mainly because I'm not entirely sure what the official position is, um, but we like, we like Commish. Um, so I guess in the in the short term, how's your how's your lockdown been? Uh footballless, as most people's has. Um, you know, working from home and obviously trying to fight COVID to give us some football this year. That's probably a fair summary. So. Yes, and an admirable job you are you are doing, in my opinion, despite what um the comment section sometimes says. Um we we think you're doing a great job. Um, but I'm sure we'll get to your kind of official position um, later on. But we're going to start off the way we do with all of our guests. And we'd like to find out a little bit more about you and your kind of football life up until this point. Um, so what led you to flag football? Um, and yeah, what's your kind of early memories of American football and then into flag? Um, okay, so... Long story short, uh, back in my mid-teens, I took up contact because flag wasn't really a thing in my area. Played contact through uni, spent a lot of time getting beaten up as one of the smaller guys on the pitch. Uh, left uni, decided it was a good idea to go and play adult or senior contact, um, as it was then. Um, went to the local team who were the Yorkshire Rams at that time I want to say they've all moved around now um, and my second session I got um, hit by a guy called Tiny who is the entire opposite of his name um, as is always the way with American football teams and put out my hip and then decided to take some time to recover wanted to continue playing football and stumbled across a Mr. Craig Henry trying to set up the Calderdale Knights. And then it's just been a story from there, really. So you were, so your first introduction was at, was at um, Calderdale. Can you remember your, like, your first game of flag? You remember uh, I mean, I try my best to forget it because it was a real spanking handed to us by the Sheffield Giants as they were back at that time I think it was like 2012 so um that was like a 
possibly a 90-0 loss that I want to forget. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's well, not bad because the Giants, Giants back then handed out quite some really big losses to teams. So, my team's pretty good. Yeah. Well, Craig convinced me like that it was a really good deal to like come in about three weeks after joining the team. He's like, oh, we're going to go play in this season, come along, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> got, to, got to the the day and, and some of the, um, you know, the sort of names like Josh, uh, Dean, Matt Lollo, as it was back then, um, a bunch of others. And we showed up with, I think, five guys, of which one left for some inexplicable reason I still don't know to this day. So four of us on a very hot field, which was rare, you know, or is rare still for Sheffield to have a day like that, just getting absolutely canned by the Giants. Nice. Um, I decided to stick with it. So, you know, that's the... Yeah. That's, that's Yeah, at least it wasn't just like, you know what, that was, I'm never, ever going back. That would have probably changed your life fairly significantly if that had been the case. <laughs> yeah, I must just be a glutton for punishment. I think that's what it is, really. Because, um, you know, that didn't exactly set up a winning season. Let's just put it that way. No, I can imagine. I can imagine um, that it wouldn't. Um, so you... You stayed, you stayed in, obviously, um, and then you moved to Leeds, eventually. Yeah, so I'm in there. I'm from Leeds, yeah. So I had some had some time away, you know, in the big smoke, like a lot of people do, etc. Um, and then I joined the Knights when I, um, or I joined them before I left, and then sort of came back to them in bits and bobs. When I came back to Leeds full time, um, I couldn't continue playing with the Knights, mainly because of when training and things were it was just like logistical issues. And so decided that because I like the sport, I would stick with it and set up the Samurai, which has been its own journey to this point in time. Now. I think it's like seven years in, I want to say. Okay, um, that's pretty good. Yeah, that was something I kind of wanted to, wanted to chat to you about as well, um, because... Obviously, the Samurai, you started off with one team, but you've now got the the Ronin, and is it the Queens as well? So you've got three three teams in the club. Yeah, so we've actually got four this year. Okay. Um, so we've got Samurai, which is the Premiership squad. And then we made the decision this year to split what was the Ronin and our expansion squad from last year into Ronin and Katana, you know, keeping with the theme. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what happened with the Queens. I delegated that decision and then something else happened. So. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, yeah, it's all kind of come about in like the last 18 months, really. There's just been a lot of, I think with the interest in flag, that's grown naturally in the area and then more people have been drawn to us because we are an established club, whereas obviously everybody else is setting it from scratch. So it's kind of gone in our favour, really. That's, that's good. So, yeah, you must have quite a handy membership then to be supporting kind of three mixed teams as well as as well as the ladies team. Yeah, uh, probably somewhere around the 50 mark, I would say. And um, obviously not everybody participates in everything, but it's, you know, doing well. I mean, it's a far cry from probably two years ago where, you know, we were struggling to get like four people to training at one point in time, you know, as we all struggle with at some point in clubs. Yeah, for sure. That was something that was... Have, have you guys had to do like, you know, you were saying with the, with the increase in popularity in flag, are you finding that it's kind of like an organic thing or have you guys been on like a bit of a, 
because I know you know there's there's lots of people out there who would love to grow their club. So I was wondering, did you did you have to like you know put a lot of work in to grow the sport, or is it just kind of with the increase in popularity of the NFL and all that kind of stuff, has it just kind of come about? I think it's probably it's a funny one, really. It's a combination of things. I think obviously the NFL is more popular, so we've seen a lot of people who are interested in the NFL but don't want to play contact you know, over the last couple of years, sort of reach out and start a conversation, whatever else. Um, but I think there's some things that we've done internally as a club, like we train in uh, Randy Park, which is like the biggest public area within Leeds, basically. And th there's a, an intention behind that. It's so that we're visible, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, we've really tried to boost social media, all of those kind of things. But then, then again, we've moved away from, you know, having a website, for example, because it's it's kind of a question of value, really. But I think, you know, if people were looking for advice, which I'm assuming is the crux of your question, um, it's really about making yourself look attractive um, as a proposition and also being accessible. So understanding how your various different social media platforms work, you know, do they work off likes, do they work off shares, do they work off comments, so on and so forth and then getting stuff out there that people engage with. And I think since we've started doing that, like that's, that's where we've seen this boost in growth. Um, and obviously as people get into the club and they enjoy it more then word of mouth kind of passes and then it naturally just balloons, so. Yeah, I think that the social media stuff is definitely the, the way forward. Like I, I know the Oilcats have a website and Tom's probably going to shoot me the evils here. I'm not no, entirely, okay. entirely sure the last time it was, um, the social media is not like the week and that's kind of what, like even there we've seen it, you know, it grow as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, the website took a bit of a hit. <laughs> it, it goes up and down my playing time, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, so obviously, You've you've been with uh, with Samurai for a while, and you guys are now back in the Premier League. You're promoted after your appointment last season, um, so this would have been your first year back. That's obviously not going to happen. So we're going to next year. Um, we'll all we'll all be coming up. Um, but you've also played, you know, played with a lot of people. You've played in a lot of tournaments. You've um, you're um, part of Big Bowl's most infamous celebration. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. um, can you just tell us a little bit about your kind of, you know, what's the, some good memories, people that you've played with that kind of shaped who you are as a member of the football community? Sure. Um, so I mentioned Craig Henry earlier. Um, Craig, unfortunately, the Calderdale Knights didn't work out uh, I think about 18 months ago now or maybe a little bit less um, but Craig is probably one of the key factors as to why I'm in the sport um, he picked the sport up as a an alternative basically uh, at that point in time and he was looking at it as a community project and I just really bought into what he was doing um, and it's really nice now for me to kind of pay that favour back so although the Knights aren't um, you know functioning He's playing with us, at least in the interim, um, you know, till either the Knights get off the ground again or 
um, I don't know, indefinitely. But it's nice to, you know, have that opportunity to repay the favour to him and give him the opportunity to play as well. Um, so he's a huge reason why I'm around. Um, Rudy, um, who I think basically everybody knows in the flag community, um, he very early on and randomly reached out to me with some opportunities. Um, and then, you know, we made a friendship from there and I've probably competed with Noel or in Big Ball now for like the last six maybe seven years. I can't remember how long it is. Um, and hence the infamous Lumberjacks celebration that you mentioned, um, which I like to watch on repeat every now and again, just to, you know, give myself that ego boost every now. Oh, um, you're, you're was, the reason why the views keep on going up and up and up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Probably about 20,000 of them are me. So. <laughs> um, and then I think like there's a load of people, you know, who are probably big names now that people know, but weren't necessarily always big names. So like, you know, Youngie is somebody who I've been working with for the past couple of years, like from a committee perspective, you know, you see how passionate he is. And, you know, just again, I think that's probably really what's kept me around in, in the sport is it's never, despite what people think are the stereotypes, you know, like almost like it's sub, part to contact I guess for want of better terminology like I've not met many communities or groups of people that are sort of like more passionate basically about what, what it is they're doing what they're playing and that's just really pulled me in and kept me going so and part of the reason why um, I put myself forward for the commissioner position as well and um, just to kind of do my bit I guess yeah, so that's actually a really good segue to the, ne the next bit. <laughs> um, so thank you. Um, I always like it when interviews like kind of move themselves along. Um, so so yeah, obviously you you became the the rep for the NEC committee, the committee rep for the NEC. Sorry, first. Yeah. Um, and you did that for how long? I want to say three years. I think three years, and then well, it would have been three years this year. I think is actually the reality yeah. and then yeah okay um so originally what was kind of behind that that decision was it just do your bit for the north i guess <laughs> um so that i think all came about because um i got involved with super fives a few years back and then i ended up being on the coaching staff for super fives and then it was like a, right okay how else can i help the region you know in terms of growing and developing flag football and it all kind of just naturally ballooned from there and um, i think the turning point really was when we went pretty sure it was toe-to-toe -to -toe with the hnc at super fives a few years back um, and we only lost by one td and it was a very questionable td like jules oh. are not as long as <laughs> i know which one you're on about and it wasn't it was like four five foot <laughs> you're fine. Just, 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 just. <laughs> you can say it wasn't even close. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I'm, that one was. Simply, that was. I'm simply suggesting that on the other side of the fence, you know, I will continue to refute the evidence <laughs> of that score. Oh, that was that was that was the most bizarre game because I think like the guys had gone through. They'd uh, like the HNC had, had gone through. They'd, they'd barely thumped the SEC. Um, SWC has been tight, but they've done a really good job against the SEC as well. And I think they've beaten you guys. 
and it was beat MSC to win. And I don't know what happened. Like this team that looked bulletproof all day, and then suddenly the MEC just did what MEC has apparently done a few times now in tournaments and just kind of stuck around I've everyone. Team since, so you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, we actually, it was a weird day actually, because I don't think, I think it's the first time we were kind of properly involved in Super Fives, if that makes sense. Like we've made a concerted effort to coordinate ourselves and whatever else. And um, we actually beat both the SEC and SWC quite handily. And then that's the had, second one, wasn't it? Then we had the one yeah, and a problem with, with you guys. And it was a really bizarre low scoring game for a while. And then suddenly everybody started scoring. And it was, yeah, it was a good it was game. Fun. One of the yeah. most enjoyable ones I've been in. Yeah, that Tory Glenn tournament was fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we had, um, sorry. It's not all about me. It's not, well, I mean, it usually is. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I couldn't say this because I can see your face. Um, we had Cabbage on um, a few shows ago talking about the Chieftains. And how much it means to him, and as it means to to the just got on the HNC. Like, um, do you are you starting to notice kind of a change in behaviour towards the Crusaders and stuff down your way? So, I think it's a different. Um, it's kind of formed differently. So, uh, the Crusaders, as it was, and I think there's going to be a rebrand to the Mavericks coming up. Just okay. Um, but. Um, Oh, I know, right? It's a huge change. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's not been quite the same. So, like, I think Scotland and Wales, sort of the Midlands to a degree, have benefited from having a bit of a, a youth programme years and years ago, which has then built up and built up and built up. And then, you know, from your perspective, the Chieftains came into being. And um, I don't think that every region has had that. And so... Um, I think getting the buy-in to the regional team within the NEC or MEC has been pretty difficult. Um, the last probably three years where I was kind of doing some of the coaching um, and helping out Magnet at the time, um, there were times when we were struggling to get like, you know, more than 15 players down, which was weird because it should always be, you know, you would think people want more opportunities to play and, and whatever else. But the last year, it's it's really sort of grown wings and it seems to be moving somewhere. Um, so for me, I think there's real value in, in that kind of programme, but we just have to kind of see where it goes. You probably already know that we've got ourselves a little shop online you can find that on our facebook page just click on the website button and it will take you straight there and what you may not know is that over the next couple of weeks we'll be adding a whole bunch more um designs including the waited for and requested hnc loyal shirt and once competitions and tournaments start up again we're probably going to start designing some kind of division champion tournament champion um Dirty knockoff shirts for you guys to buy if you are successful with the permission of the tournament organizers, of course. Um, so 
go and have a look if, you, if it's something that you fancy pick yourselves up uh, share the money that is raised by you guys wearing those shirts will go to um, a good cause that we haven't decided on yet but once we have we will let you all know um, and if you have any ideas then please let us know as well um, so any proceeds that we make will go to some kind of charity um, on behalf of the people of the HNC so you can find that website on our Facebook page in the about us section so go have a look and if there's a design that you want to see let us know because we have absolutely no problem adding more lines to the store Okay, so once you had finished your, um, I can't, I'm mind blank now. I've totally forgotten what the end equivalent of the Chief of Staff. spoken about it. I've totally when, forgotten what they're He's talking about the Crusaders. Crusaders, that's the one. And how he was trying to drag the MEC from yes. out under the shadow of the HNC. Yes, I almost under- got there, other than about four or five feet, you know, at the back of the end zone. Those <laughs> arms are so long. Why? Why is he such a large human? Oh, <laughs> the plane once or twice a year. Question it every time. <laughs> every time. Um, cool. So once you had finished with that and you'd been on the committee for a little while, um, it became time for um, flag football in the UK to appoint a new leader, um, and you put yourself forward for that um and at the big at the tail end of last year or the beginning of this year um you became the bafa adult flag commission lead is that it? committee lead head it's, it's commission lead it's commission, commission lead, lead. Sorry. yeah yeah <laughs> so you know i kind of approve of the hashtag people's commissioner yeah, yeah okay that's good. That. So, <laughs> that's good yeah i'm, I'm, I'm pleased thank you for that I mean, regardless of regardless of what the um, the official title was, you were always going to be the people's commission with us. Um, <laughs> um, we have to add them to the people's favourite store on the store. Oh, we will have to. Again, <laughs> like with like a rock eyebrow going. Um, yeah. I mean, that is so, that is a dream. I've always looked at my face on a t-shirt. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. When when the opportunity kind of arose when the when the vacancy appeared. Um, how long did it take you to decide that you were going to kind of throw your hat in? Um, so, probably about, I sat on it for probably about two weeks. Okay. But then um, to use your uh, coined phrase, don't boo, vote. Um, I decided that uh, don't do that. Yeah. His ego's big enough as it is. He <laughs> said it. Well, well, this is the thing, right? So, like, if you're not happy about something, go do something about it. Like, yeah. don't don't sit. So, that's ultimately what led me to where I am. And the at the end of the day, I put myself forward because not only did I want to do something about it, but I thought I could in terms of like just my view on and you know that's not necessarily going to be shared with everybody but my view on what kind of needed to be fixed or improved or whatever it was you know there's a lot of good that already existed but it's just 
a lot of it's like making people aware, communicating, things like that. You know, like there are things that I felt I could fix basically or make better. So don't move out. <laughs> yes. He's um, so proud. <laughs> he's so proud. <laughs> um, so of course you you took the you took the, the job um and immediately things changed and records were broken. Um when you became the first flag lead ever to cancel a season. Um Yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> gotta say. You know. Um so names in the record books early, but how? Obviously, that was like a huge, a huge decision. It's something that no one could have foreseen, um, and it was probably not the opening five months that you were looking for. Um, <laughs> um, but kind of, do you? What's it kind of allowed you to do? Um, you know, what are the, what do you think the positives are that have been able to come out of it? So. I think what the COVID situation has brought with it is not only a lot of uncertainty, but it has sort of created a lot of work behind the scenes, if that makes sense, you know. So the initial thing was, okay, from a, what do we do to manage this from a scheduling perspective? Like, you know, when can we actually realistically and pragmatically get a season going you know how do we change the schedules to fit potential limitations that are going to come up like you know in terms of number of people that are at a place or or whatever it might be um and i guess that's it wasn't an easy decision but like there's been loads of moving cogs that i think haven't been visible to the community and i, I guess i wouldn't expect them to be but you know there's been a lot going on in that space basically to try and keep football alive. And I know that people are sort of in two camps. Some people were immediately like, right, okay, there's this national pandemic. We should just can all sport basically. And some people were like, no, we're here to play football. Um, and that's very much the camp that I sit in. You know, I think everybody's part of this community because they want to play football. So try and keep that alive as long as possible within reason, obviously, because we don't want people hanging on and putting their lives on hold. Um, but within that, that's kind of in itself created some solutions to some of the issues that we had before. So, you know, we've naturally had to rework schedules, which has meant that um, we've got some additional new ideas about how we um, look at scheduling going forward or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, obviously, with the decision coming out now, it's given us the opportunity where we can look in, I mean, we have been since sort of the committee has changed, but we can now focus solely on what is next for next year. So looking at the things that we've surveyed the community about. So what are people most upset about? Communication has been the, probably the biggest one, you know, officiating always comes up, the schedules come up. So looking at how do we resolve those issues and make something a, format which everybody understands you know in terms of how it runs and things like that so i used the word i got interviewed for the role which i, I was never uh, expecting i mean i should have done but I, it was quite a, <laughs> a strange process anyway um, and by strange i meant it was 
quite strict and I wasn't expecting it at all. I showed up to a hotel room and um, got grilled for two hours on my views of flag football. So, you know, oh, what? Well, like one of those websites, Bed Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this ge- that genuinely just sounds like going to a tournament with Bez. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> his teammates will be able to tell you. You will literally be sat just watching a game and he will turn up and there's something he likes to term questions with Bez. And, you know, there's nothing more terrifying than Bez turning up with a camera in your face and just asking you a question out of nothing. And, um, yeah, it sounds as if you're, you're starting to kind of get that terror in your life with uh, interviews. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, in the end, it ended up being a, a good chat, right? And it's the right thing to do because, and what I was going to say is the word I used in that interview was, like, professionalise. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, the league is a product. It's a product that we're all bought into, but it has to look, feel good, and it has to, like, operate professionally, basically, as best we can. And I know that, you know, having been involved in the committee, we've always done the best we can to do that with the limitations that we have, but just developing on that, basically, to push it forward. But it's the right thing to do to, like, if you're going to have a league that you want to sell as a professionalised product, it's the right thing to do to make sure the person is right for the role. I'm not necessarily saying that I am right for the role or that I'm going to fix everything, but at the end of the day, I did enough in the room to make people believe that I could, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's kind of, yeah, that's what's important. Um, so you mentioned before that you kind of have this, you have, you have some ideas of things that you can improve on and things that you can you can fix. Um, kind of what's your, what is your, your vision um, for kind of for going forward? What, what key bits do you think are the most, most pressing and the most, most important? I think like I'm talking about my cat, sorry. Um, so yeah, um, basically I think the first step really is how do we get everybody to understand how the league operates? That's kind of my goal for this year. It sounds fairly mundane, but I think as a community, if we look at it overall, I think we don't always understand what needs to happen and what, you know, what ducks we need to get in a row for the season to occur, basically. Um, so it's kind of playing on the communication piece, but that's been um, a big thing, I think, that we're looking at. How do we refine those processes, make them better so that next year, albeit we've not had football this year, but you know, next year is even better than it could have been this year, basically, and that kind of thing. Um, something that I do want to look at and really play on, and we touched on sort of Super 5s earlier, um, I'm not necessarily saying that Super Fives is is the answer, but I think having more events where we bring the community together, whether that's regionally or nationally or whatever it might be, um, the people who are kind of at the lower end of performance and play and coaching at the moment will naturally get better by being exposed to the people at the higher end. And so I think that it's really important that we make sure that people do mingle in that regard. Um, so that a they've got opportunity because that's that's the nature of it right like not only do we play for our local league or club teams or whatever else but you know it's it's like i met rudy on an off chance years ago and then i've played in big ball every year under the new ola banner um 
you know those opportunities don't come about unless you like speak to people and get involved in the community basically um and so i think a lot of that has a lot of benefit to people um officiating i think is something that is very much on my list i know that that is a sore subject for a lot of people um myself included because uh jewel scored that td that one wasn't even close yeah <laughs> but it's i think that's a longer term thing like you know we're looking looking to see what we can do with that particularly in the short term so we're looking at solutions for um opal which is potentially still on the cards now, depending obviously on what develops, but because there's longer to wait, we're still operating on the basis that's going to happen. Um, you know, what can we do to impact them? And then, you know, is there something that we can take there as kind of a, a smaller test case for want of a better term, if that makes sense. And then, you know, roll that out further into the league or does the, the mixed league have to have a completely different solution? Um, there's a few different arms going on at the moment behind the scenes, but we'll see. Hopefully people like it. Um, you know, otherwise I might end up with a 300 thread Facebook comment of displeasure um, in my imminent future. I mean, you've been collecting them, so I guess it's, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not too bad. Um, no, we had good fun. We had good fun last year. We, um, you probably missed that one. Um, that we on the show took part as a group in the refereeing survey, um, <laughs> and we we took we took great pleasure in the question about um, how far would you be willing to travel to referee being capped at forty miles. Um, I know that Jed took some heat for that one because <laughs> <laughs> nothing within forty miles of Aberdeen, other than the sea. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, I mean, I think our, our recruitment circle's about 70 miles. <laughs> the furthest anyone travels to come play, uh, train with us. Yeah, so... <laughs> I know, we've lost yeah, Murray with the distillers. That's a nightmare. Oh, that's, that's I know. <laughs> the bread basket of bikes has been taken from us. I can't, can't wait till you start... You have to um, do the League One schedule with teams having travelled <laughs> to them. I can't wait to hear, you, hear how many people complain about that. I mean, it's not... It's not that much for really. If you were if you were Renfrewshire having to come to Aberdeen, if you had to go if you had to go Elgin and Aberdeen on back to back weeks, then that would get you. But that'd be brilliant. I don't. That would be tremendous. But I don't. I don't think. Sorry, Elgin. Yeah, Elgin and Aberdeen. I don't think. I think it would be. We're going to talk to. Oh, could you, could you imagine a cross conference up in Elgin? That, <laughs> well, that's that was always the, that was always the like you know if the Oilcats. When it was regionals, if Oil Cats won and got to host the home playoff game, <laughs> yeah, forced up to Aberdeen. Forced teams like Sheffield and Manchester to come all the way to Aberdeen for a nine o'clock start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one I'm looking forward to the most is when the Stillers make the prem, and we we you know the cross conferences haven't been played in Edinburgh. Uh, sorry, in like Dundee <laughs> to be halfway between them and Leeds. <laughs> I'm just still upset that Newcastle are not being promoted. <laughs> I've, said them, I've said it to them in person I'll say it to them here the fact that they have not been promoted yet means that we have to go all the way down to Sheffield or Manchester for our cross-conference games and it's just, just selfish isn't it Bez selfish <laughs> selfish, <laughs> selfish. Um, however of course Kyle we're very, we're very grateful that you were promoted in that place <laughs> you're but, very welcome I guess <laughs> 
I mean, I've got to say, like, I'm I'm not sure that we're looking to the trip up either. So, you know, no, I'm sure it goes. I'm sure it goes both ways. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, well, I guess we can just move on to. Um, we've got some questions <laughs> from people. Okay. Um, <laughs> which which vary which vary quite a lot. Um, Greg, do you have one? Do I have one? Yeah. Or do you? Have I a mean, question? well, I mean, the, the the standard question, of course, is always. He's mentioned his football life. What at what point do you or what experience that you've had do you reckon is, you know, been the pinnacle so far for yourself? Obviously, you've mentioned going to uh, Big Bowl as the Lumberjacks, and that you love to rewatch the celebration. Is 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 that for you that your favourite memory or? You know, is there anything that tops that? So, I guess it depends, right? I mean, that's probably what I've become infamous for, that celebration. <laughs> that was that was pretty high on my list, I've got to say. But, like, <laughs> you know, it, it it's one of those things. I, I never thought that I'd go and play a sport where I'd literally be eating beer or consuming beer and eating sausage at the side of a, a football pitch and then <laughs> going back and playing, you know. Um Never thought that I would be jumping for a football in the air, um, literally off my head, not knowing really where I was. So, you know, we all have those experiences and that's part of the joy of big ball. But then you live and learn because the next day is not good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of things. I think like, I'm, you know, I'm personally obviously really proud of what's gone on in Leeds. It started as something really small. I never thought that it would get to what it is now um and that's been a really nice experience for me just just generally it sounds probably really lame but you know seeing people show up to something that you have created and they genuinely are getting some happiness out of it is a really nice thing to experience which i never saw myself setting up a flag football team so you know that's probably I was if I was going to say like that's what's my one thing I would probably say taking that away you know and giving people an opportunity to play basically good man good man love that good man. yeah good answer um we had one come in yesterday from uh one of the Murray distillers who has asked an on-brand question of do you drink whiskey <laughs> also what's your favorite um so I don't really drink a lot of whiskey, um, which I, I, you know, as somebody who is part Scottish, it significantly pains my father. Um, <laughs> however, um, I'm quite sort of into a, a one at the moment called Scallywag, which is a bit of a hybrid. It's probably not one that you guys would respect. It's certainly not a single malt or anything like that. Well, I'm sure that you may have a 300, page, 300 comment thread on why that's a bad whiskey. Yeah, um, I mean, it's even got a Yorkshire Terrier on the logo. It's definitely not a, a Scottish, <laughs> Scottish brand. That'll be exclusively from the distiller, so. Um, what else? <laughs> what else did we have? Um, okay, this this was actually sent in for all of us to discuss. Um, it's roughly 3 p.m. on a weekday. You're going to have a cup of tea. What biscuit or um, delicious sweet treat goes with it? Chocolate hobnob. 
Oh, you see, I don't mind that. I don't mind that answer. How long are you dipping for, though? Because a hobnob—that's dangerous territory. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a three dip kind of guy. What? Three. That's, that's, that has to be a hobnob, right? Because there's that. Um, who was it years ago? Was it? Um, I can't remember oh, the guy's no, name. Sure now. Sas of the biscuit world. Oh, Peter, so. Peter K. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> And that's, it legitimately is. You can't do that with a digestive, can you? Or a rich tea biscuit. I mean, rich tea biscuits are a bit crap. So, you know. Cool. Um, I mean, we know, we know what this person was actually digging for, though, don't we? Yeah. Liam, we should, Liam Dixon. Is it, of, is it a yeah, tunnix? Is that what he wants? A tunnix bar? Well, yeah. he's, he's going to What he's really asking is, are you a caramel wafer or are you a tea cake guy? When it comes I'm a to caramel tunnix. wafer guy. I love the yes, that's the right answer. Well done. Is, no, there's a wrong and a right answer, it. and you got it right. Oh, <laughs> honestly, I'm gutted. This this, I'm like, this, gutted. this this question of tea cakes versus wafers has come closer to tearing the oil cats apart than any other <laughs> single question. Um, I mean, ever I since. Do you, do you put tea cake in your tea? Is that like, I, I still can't understand why it's called the tea it's, cake. It's just the perfect accompaniment. What, I mean, what else? And then it's biscuity, chocolate covered marshmallow. Like, whoa. It's everything. It's as sweet as a daydream and as light as a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Until you've heard Steve Elliott explain how to eat it. No, it's oh, you are, yeah, but he's... Ugh. <laughs> that's when the conversation takes a very dark turn yeah, however yeah, I mean, you can contact him directly for that um okay well yeah okay the, well the chocolate hobnob is is not is not terrible um we do have to ask you of course well so i was going to ask you um what is your favorite conference and why is it the hnc but i changed my mind okay. i've got a better hypothetical <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> I'm concerned. This will right, so we're gonna guarantee the samurai a national title. They're gonna win Britball. But you have to give up an NEC team who has to come and play in Scotland forever. Who which team are you giving up? Newcastle. Right. <laughs> you don't want to so far out of the way, but even for us. As Scottish people, we would probably accept Newcastle if we take them in. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Although they do have. What about players. if it was the other way? What about if it was the other way? He, he got Leeds a national title, but he had to pick an HNC Premier team to come down and oh, be no, and dominate the MEC for yeah. years to come. Because what? let's face it, they would. They would. Yeah. You got, one of our teams has to come and live with you forever. Who would it be? Uh, well, I mean, there's the whole. Do I just pick somebody close in geography or do I just say that it's going to be you guys because I know how much you love coming down south? We don't have to relocate. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I could, that the, the journey with the bus, the minibus is great fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it wonders for team morale. Yeah. I take it for the number one seed every year. The how well do you on the bus have gone well? <laughs> um, and Gary's um, where are we eating next game 
Oh my god, that is a severely underrated game as well. Yeah, we've come up with a um, come up with a game based on what was it, Star Wars last time? That will so basically when Gary and Mike are traveling to or Greg as well, we're traveling to GB camp. They would not pick where they were going to eat and just kind of submit it to a group decision. And this eventually became I can't remember how the game worked. I'm going to go back. I think it was, yeah, you had, a, you had, a, they basically went on to, um, was it not Google? Like the recommendations or something like that. You picked a number one to five and it gave a, it gave a, sit, a town on the way down. Like there was a set of services on the way down. There'd oh, be like no, four options. Good. So then you'd pick like, you'd say number three. Yeah. And then like, it would be like one to five. Yeah. But then they'd also chuck in the wild card option. Which, you know, as soon as someone says mystery box or wild card, okay. you're picking the wild card. Like, that's, that's not even a question. They, and, um, crashed, they crashed a wedding in Lockerbie one day. We told them that they had to go and eat in this hotel and they walked straight into a wedding. <laughs> Good times. Right. Well, that yeah. is the questions that I have written down, I think. Uh, Greg, Tom? I'll let Tom go first because I don't have anything written oh, down. This is nervous because I, I, I sent two to you and I can't remember which one you said I was allowed to ask about Pez. I have no um, memory of that text anyway. Oh, Just okay. So what, 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 I was quite fascinated during the Q&A. You mentioned something about um, a festival of football. I was kind of mm. interested to know what that, what that would, what, ideally, what that would look like for next year. So I think... The basics are there in terms of um, obviously we have a schedule, we get people there. There's a location which is subject to change every year depending on what's available, all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> I think what we're missing at the moment, and this is kind of um, harking back to sort of reorganizing the committee and having more of a focus on publicity as well. Uh, which I think we're really lacking for flag football at the moment. Um, but just having a fanfare around it, and that's kind of multiple kind of assets to that. So at the moment, <clears throat> and I'm not necessarily saying that all of this is possible, but if it was my dream yeah. world. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what's, what does the absolute dream look like? Well, if it was the dream world, we'd have our own channel similar to the AFFL. We'd be live, <laughs> and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um <laughs> what we're looking to is how can we so looking at tournaments that are really successful um you know in europe like big bowl for example um what do they have that we don't have and what can we pull across so the first things that you kind of see are um you know there's sort of a community hub um there is um i mean we have medics, but they've got a medical tent. Like it just looks like a yeah. more professional kind of setup. You know, there's food, there's drink, there's all that kind of stuff. Now, drink maybe is probably not something that I should. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say community yeah. hub and all that. You were basically just meaning a beer tent, weren't you? Yeah, I was meaning the beer tent. <laughs> friendly discussion, which is non-alcohol related. Um, so I think like taking elements of things like that is really important um you know having i think we should all as a community like be a bit 
I don't kind of this could come across the wrong way, but a bit more proud of what we do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like most of the teams that show up show up with a plastic bag with some sandwiches in it and their teammates. But we don't really bring our own fanfare. We don't have people that come and support us or watch the game or, you know, things like that. So I think there's some stuff that we can look at there. And obviously we've talked about, excuse me, over across, across a couple of forums, we've talked about um, like streaming and things like that. So that's again, something that we're going to look at, um, but maybe not just the final game. Um, whether it be, you know, Div 1 or Premiership, or um, is there something that, you know, a bit more we can do in terms of, like, it's actually, a, I'm not saying this is possible again, but a day-long event where, like, flag football is streamed, basically. Um, so there's loads of different things that, that we can look at. Um, I think the thing is, what, where we're at now is we're thinking now for next year, and that's kind of a positive part of yeah. this whole COVID situation is that we have an opportunity to do that whereas normally we'd be straight into the cycle of getting teams to start registering again looking at the schedule dealing with people's schedule issues getting the schedule out getting people ready for play you know there are some positives out of the situation i guess yeah yeah it's i have an idea i'm oh, sorry i have an idea i want to pitch you go on mate right. <laughs> I haven't told anyone about this. <laughs> so <laughs> all I can see is, is is just disappointment and terror hitting them. But um so Britain versus the world, Britain versus Europe. Uh idea we have um the the super five teams, the conference teams, HNC, MEC, uh, sorry, NEC, SEC and SWC kind of host um, and we invite like legal star teams or um, countries and things to the UK um, and kind of pitch their best teams or their best all stars against our all stars and not not national level like to try and keep it out of that kind of unattainable uh, for for some of us players like myself and well. Not me. Better players than me will always make the Chieftain squad, but uh, um, like that kind of like uh, bring the best teams to 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 the, U, to the UK and kind of ex increase the exposure of them to us through like Super Five teams. And so really I, badly said. No, I think I think I get where you're going, and I would say um, Pete Ackerley, who is the CEO, um, albeit his strategy from the Q and A focused on youth and I know that was a bit of a sore point for people um, but he is very much invested in flag and one of the things that he has asked me to look at is um, more events basically so never say never Tom yeah. Tom I don't know how long you've had that idea for but that was one of the worst explained things I've ever heard. <laughs> oh. like, if, like next time you go on like if you ever get the opportunity for Dragon's Den, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the sad thing is that's me actually pretty coherently putting something together. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Did you have so, notes for that as well, Tom? I do. I'm not so going to show you. You had notes because... and you still put it like that. Um, oh yes. I, it, so it is so <laughs> like you had a mouthful of pebbles. It, 
<laughs> you know I don't even know why you're surprised. <laughs> I mean, it's so, a good idea. It was just, yeah. Well, whoever can distinguish it from whatever rubbish I was saying yeah. might agree with you. I don't know. Oh dear, sorry about that. But yeah. <laughs> Okay, Greg, I'm going to give you the last, the last question before we run out of time. I, I mean, I cannot follow that up at all. I've got nothing. No. Okay, cool. In that case, we will we'll call it there. Um, and we'll just end with, a quick, with just saying thank you very much, Kyle, for coming on. Um, thank, you. thank you very much, Shaps. It's been nice to talk to you. We learned some. We learned some some good things. Um, and yeah, you're more than more than welcome to come back anytime. And hopefully, people will engage a little bit. But um, no, we've we've noticed a, a difference. Like you said, the communication was the biggest thing. We've we've definitely noticed that um, so far. So you, your title as the People's Commission will remain. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, we'll have to get Tom to draw a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Already got the idea. We'll get one shipped out. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, thank you, everyone, for, for joining us again for another week of The Way We HNC It. We hope you enjoyed everything. And if you have any questions or ideas for future content, please don't forget to fire it in the comments or into mine or Greg's DMs if you have any coherent ideas for and any other nonsense at TomTomABC <laughs> on Instagram. Um, that's where all the nonsense goes. If you so, <laughs> um, but other than that, we will see you next week where we will be joined, hopefully, by yet another member of the BAPA committee. But that does mean I have to send some texts and do some more research. Um, but have a good week. Stay safe and wash your hands. This has been the way we HNC it. Remember that you can be sure to never miss an episode of the way we HNC it by subscribing on whatever platform you listen on and ensuring that you leave us a couple of stars as a review. Um, to be honest, we're not entirely sure what that does. But if you enjoy the show, give us some decent stars and tell your friends. And if you don't enjoy the show, then com feel completely free to tell nobody about it. You tried, you didn't like it, but hey, at least you tried and at least we got here. And to be honest, you must have liked it a little bit because at the, here at the end of the show, you're still listening. Speak soon, everyone. Have a great week. <laughs>